Welcome tonight to Christmas Eve at Richland. It's good to have you here. We're glad that you've gathered in. We were watching uh, people as they were making their way through the parking lot as I was over in the other part of the building tonight. And it's exciting to see you come and we're grateful for the evening that God has given us to gather together here tonight. The beauty of this weather, even if you're a lover of white Christmases, you can't help but like not having to trek through it, I hope, tonight. But it's good to have you here and uh, we're going to pray together. And the the heart of the prayer as we begin tonight is that God would help us to see. We don't, I, I don't think, have to invite his presence. The promise of the scripture says, if two or three are gathered together in my name and we have come in his name, he is in the midst of us. The problem isn't his presence. The problem is our sight. That God would open our eyes tonight to see more of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And this service tonight is designed with scripture and with carols and with special music to lift up Christ tonight, that we might see that God would help us to see more of his glory tonight. So let's pray together. Father, we're grateful tonight that we can gather in this place. Father, we're grateful that you gather with us in this place. And tonight, as we sing together, as we listen together, as we hear the reading of your word together. Father, we pray that you might open our eyes to see, that we would see your glory in the face of Christ. It is there that it is most visible to us in the gospel, in the coming of your Son. Lord, we pray you'll help us. We just commit our hearts to that end tonight, Lord, that that we, even as we gather together here, will continually pray, Lord, open our eyes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now listen. Listen to the story that begins way back in the book of Genesis. Our first lesson from Scripture that tonight comes from Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And in chapter 3, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Yes, that's it, really. 
prophet Isaiah said about this Christ. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government... And of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
prophet Isaiah continues to tell us about the hope of redemption. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands, make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. Stand with me together as we sing. You, O Bethlehem Epaphratha, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler of Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great, to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace.
tells us of the birth of Christ. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called him Jesus.
We're going to read together Luke's account of the birth of Christ. Will you stand with me? And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You may be seated. Strange. 
but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth.
That's biblical language. It's not a language we made up. It's not a prayer that shouldn't be prayed. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says. Here he gives us the heart of the problem. The heart of the problem that our sin has caused. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You and I and all of mankind sinned. And the problem of sin is it caused a blindness And that blindness is described here. Listen, the enemy of our soul causes it. Paul writes this, If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing, seeing the light of the glory of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. 
For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. I hope tonight that as we have walked through this service that God has helped you to see. Maybe some for the first time. Christ has been seen different than any other time in your life. And for the Christian, what we see is the treasure of Christ. What it means to be a Christian is to see what a treasure Christ is and to take Him as your Savior and as your sin bearer. And tonight I'm grateful that that many of you, most of us who gather here tonight, know Christ as our Savior and as our treasure. And we cling to Him. But if you haven't tonight, even as we light these candles tonight, you can embrace Him. You can take Him to be your Savior and your treasure and experience the meaning of Christmas really for the first time tonight. We're grateful you've come. And we're grateful that God answers our prayers to see. And I pray that you've seen more of Christ tonight. We're going to sing together. The song, Silent Night. As we sing that, the ushers are going to come and light your candles. We'd encourage you to, to, to not tip lit candles, but to tip the unlit candles until the whole sanctuary is filled with light to represent the light of Christ. Let's sing together tonight, Silent Night. Thank you.
treasure of Christ to us. And I hope you know that treasure in your heart tonight. We're going to conclude tonight by singing together joy to the world. We invite you to stand as we sing, as we sing the last stanza, lift that light high into the air. Let's stand together. Joy to the world, the Lord is extinguish those candles. It's a, it's a joy to have you tonight. We're glad you've come and we want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas tonight as you go out. May this be a wonderful start to a wonderful Christmas time for you. Let's pray together. Father, we're grateful tonight for the treasure of Christ. Help us to remember that that's what Christmas is about. The fact that We have an all-surpassing treasure in your Son. He came to be our Savior. And I pray that will be a precious part of our Christmas celebration together, Lord. We thank you now and pray that you will go with us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and Merry Christmas. You're dismissed.